0: You are now listening to the mental health check-in podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to everyone listening at whatever time you're listening. I am Joe Anthony Myrick, James if you're nasty. That's Eminem, if you're watching our video. And this is the Mental Health Check-In Podcast. A podcast dedicated to spreading mental health awareness as a means to help us all heal. Us all, meaning me, you, and everyone else in between. I just want us all to heal together. That's all I want for all of us on this fine Thanksgiving evening that this episode is being uploaded on. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Granted, I understand happy. Thanksgiving is kind of a stretch. It's it's a very different Thanksgiving we're going through than most of us are used to, obviously because the world, America, is still pandemic heavy. So a lot of us opted to not fly out to go see our folks, see our guardians, see our friends, whoever you see on Thanksgiving. You're probably not doing that this year. their own safety, because, you know, pandemic heavy. And I'm not sure if there's anything I can say to ease that pain, especially if you are spending Thanksgiving away from your family, especially if you are spending Thanksgiving alone in some cases. Giving advice and comforting people has been hard, to say the least, at least in these weird times, because, you know, with anything and everything going on these days, what do you say? What do you say to make weird, unfamiliar situations easier to cope with when a lot of the stuff is stuff we've never had to go through before, or even a generation before us never had to go through before? So it's hard to really give advice in that regard. I don't want to say anything that disrespects how anyone's feeling, but I will give some suggestions to the best of my ability. I know that with stuff like this, there's no easy suggestion, easy solution that's just gonna make things better. But I feel like if nothing else, we can use this time to reflect if you're feeling too lonely, reflect on Past memories, fond memories that put a smile on your face. Reflect on the happy things you can look forward to, like Thanksgiving 2021, when hopefully by this time next year things are at least semi normal in a way where we can visit the folks next year. You can take this time to do solo tasks that you can't really do with your family but make yourself happy nonetheless, or if you're spending quarantine and a home with your partner or your friends. You can take the time to enjoy the space you're sharing together. I even suggest calling the family, video calling maybe. Just call the people that you love but can't see in person because that audio or face-to-face call is, is gonna make your day, it's gonna make their day as well, I think. Above all else, just do whatever you can to Keep yourself sane, keep yourself as content as possible in the middle of all this weirdness going on. And please, 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 whatever you do, just don't forget to commit to the bare minimum of basic self-care, that being drink water, eat something, have a meal, have a few meals, hygiene, brush your teeth. Don't forget to do basic stuff like that, no matter how low you might be, and hopefully anything I've said right now might boost however low you're feeling. I, I hope that helped a little bit, and most importantly, I just hope it made sense. I know sometimes I have a tendency to ramble and kind of ramble myself out of a corner like I am now, but I I hope this made sense. I didn't really plan on doing a spiel like this but then I remembered oh this is dropping on Thanksgiving I've got to say something because it's going to be a tough day for a lot of people and I just felt the urge to say something in these in this time and with this dropping on Thanksgiving I thank you for at least deciding to choose to spend your Thanksgiving listening to this podcast actually really means a lot to me. And on this Thanksgiving, I would also like you to hear this conversation I had with Kitty Olora. Kitty is a digital illustrator, a writer, an artist, a photographer, a poet, and even a florist. They do a lot of stuff and we cover a lot of stuff in this episode as far as how it's tied to their mental health journey and most importantly how their art is inspired by that same journey. I'm going to transition to that conversation very soon, but first I have to say a few things. I know if I haven't said a few things already, a quote-unquote few things, (laughs) but trust me, just bear with me. First, if you want to see more of Kay's art, I not only suggest following them on Twitter and Instagram at Aurora underscore MCR, They're also very extremely close to producing and releasing their own mental health book that features their poetry and their artwork. They actually just received a quote to release 100 copies of this book, which is huge, but they can't really afford the expenses right now. They need $300 and thankfully they're at least 75% away from achieving this goal. But they need some help. So if you have some spare change that you can donate, I suggest donating to Kittyor at Kittyor on Cash app and Kofi. In the short time that I've gotten to know Kitty, they've proven to me to be a very genuine, kind-hearted person who has a lot of talent and just wants to share their story with the world. And I think that if you if you're capable of helping them, Share that story, then I think they'd really appreciate. It. Again, Kitty War, Cash App, Kofi. You can either donate or share the social media links, which you can find in the description. Now, with all that said, that's usually when I plug the Twitter page, the Instagram page at Checkin Pod at Checkin Podcast. Um, this is usually when I say email us at mentalhealthcheckinpod at gmail This is also when I usually say. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, etc. And I, I guess I kind of still did that, but um, this this is uh, there's an extra caveat I would like to announce for this episode. So if you're watching on YouTube, you may be wondering why there's a big Eminem portrait behind me. This was actually designed by Caitlyn Noel, very talented artist. Um, at Art on Instagram if you want to commission her. She made this to use as the cover art for this article written by Miranda Adama, who you can find at Lost Wolfling on Twitter, and I think Twitch. Miranda wrote an article tying together 19th century poet Lord Byron to 21st century rapper Eminem, and this ended up being the first article for upliftunited.com which just launched this website has essays and its own podcast network this show the mental health check-in podcast being one of the shows under that network this guy being the founder of that network and if you're listening on audio i'm i'm pointing at myself right now i i founded uplift united and i just launched it for the first time last week which was considering this has been in the makings for about three months this is really big for me. I, I don't mean to toot my own horn. I just bring this up to say if you could spread the word about this website, it, it'd be really cool because a lot of cool people helped me make this website a reality. And I, I really want them to get the best out of the site as far as helping them grow their own careers because I, I think they deserve it. They're all really cool, talented people who I hope to uplift their voices and their talents into the stratosphere so they can go on to bigger and better things after this our motto is that if we uplift each other then we stay united if we stay united then we uplift others and i hope that a lot of people get uplifted from this this platform that i've just created so i i hope good things come from this again upliftunited.com if you can Check it out and tell people about it. So yeah, sorry for this whole spiel of a rambling intro, but um, it, it felt like a lot of things needed to be said. I just hope this intro was worth hearing in its entirety, just as I know that this conversation with Kitty Aurora was very worth listening to. So I'm going to dive right into that. Let's dive right into this. Bam, we're into this. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, there was a story that you said you wanted to... Say on the podcast regarding Bam. So if you wanted to, let's start this off on like a lighthearted note. You want to tell the story? Yeah,
1: somebody that I knew very well. That that's his name. A lot of a lot of my project basis is based on a guy with that name.
0: That's funny. And the
1: yeah, the weirdest sort of fluky things that we ended up finding. Obviously, there's Majera and there's there's who started the. Original sort of hip hop movement in New York was called BAM as well.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: And and he was the one, you know, like dragging all the little Depeche Mode kids and stuff like that into the black areas in the eighties and going like, "You can come to our parties. This is, you know, we're mixing all the tracks together and everything." But
0: well, I have to look into. It. I did not know that
1: hip hop. Yeah, it's hip hop evolution on Netflix.
0: Okay, I have I to watch like, that
1: four seasons of it and it goes from like the original sort of hip-hop scene right up until Mm -hmm. the 90s it sort of stops before it gets to sort of the mumble rappers and stuff like that but it's an entire sort of thing me me and like rap history I'm like (laughs) it's really really strange (laughs) like yes I need to know everything about this
0: (laughs) same here I have to look into that but yeah, and uh, you also mentioned your art and your project, so I guess that's that's a place we can start too.
1: Um, yeah, well, I obviously everybody got locked down, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've had mental health issues every, like as long as I can remember. To be honest with you, I've had various different ones. All it's some sort of cacophony of my brain in the middle of it. So it's like looking at symptoms, and it's every single one of them. You're like, this is. This is great. But it got worse at a point in about May and I'd not done anything creative for years, really. I've been trying to write a book for about five years and not really getting anywhere. And then I decided that I thought, right, I'll turn it into a graphic novel. I'll write it and I'll get someone to draw it. And then I'm like, well, no, because then I've got to pay them. And I haven't got any money. Right, I learned to draw. And I sort of dipped in and out of it for a little bit and I'm like, I'm never going to get anywhere. This is going to take me absolutely years to get good enough to a standard where I like it and it's right for a graphic novel. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. So I was dipping in and out of it and then this thing happened in May and I had no other outlet. Absolutely. like I tried rewriting my book and I'm like, mm, subject matter is too painful on this one. So I just ended up drawing everything and journaling everything that I was thinking in my head and sort of interpreting bits of things into metaphors and dreams and stuff like that. And caught, like a lot of deep conversations I've had with people over the years that sort of tied in with it as well because I end up talking in metaphors a lot, because it's quite easy for me to talk in metaphors. It was easy for me to draw in metaphors as well and sort of hide the story in plain view, but not at the same time. And I got put onto a college course in September. It was like, right, well, you know, you've got this art, go and do something with it. I'm like, But it's just a couple of sketches I've been doing. I don't really know what to... It's like, no, no, just go and go and see what, what the score is with it and I did and I'm like well I'm, I'm not really an artist I've just I've got a couple of these and then it turns out that after conversations with the tutors and things like that they were going through all of the stuff that I'd done for years and years like stuff that I've not touched in years but I was trained in I'd been a photographer for 15 years I'd been a videographer for maybe 10 years i've been using photoshop for about 12 and they were like well you've been a digital illustrator for six months what are you kidding me they're like you've got you're this person you have this thing that you can market and i'm like i didn't realize i could do all of that what (laughs) like no 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 you can market yourself like that because you can do that And then as time was going on, more and more drawings were building up and I was managing to tie bits of my old book into it and stuff like that. So it's it's telling a story through sort of metaphors and sketches and stuff like that. Weirdly, inspiration-wise, I didn't realise I was doing this, but somebody said to me the other day that it looks like impressionism. And I thought, well... I thought I was being lazy. To be honest with you, I thought it was yeah, I'm just I'm just being lazy here. I'm not on point like other artists would be. Like I'm not portrait perfect or anything like that. But I'd sort of my style had grown on me to an extent. I'm like right, it it doesn't matter that it's a little bit messy. That's just that's how it comes out, and you know I like it, so it doesn't it doesn't matter too much. And then somebody said impressionism, and I'm like, that's. That's Van Gogh and that's Monet, who were my favorite artists. Like, well, some of them anyway. But I end up strangely through a lot of my writing. A lot of my writings come from Neil Gaiman. I always, I was like, I want to be the female female Neil Gaiman. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a that's a high achievement, is that? But I don't, I don't know. I think you sort of might as well be expressive. A lot of, a lot of my emotions, I didn't really know what to do with after this thing occurred so I'm like right well what what physically can I do with this other than write it down because other than that I'm saying the same things over and over and over again and it was getting to a point people like I can't listen to this anymore and because my BPD symptoms had sort of got worse and I'd ended up with PTSD and body dysmorphia and things like that on top of what I already had so people knew me and knew what I was like for years and they knew I had mental health issues but then suddenly I'd got this massive decline and nobody was equipped to deal with me in that state a lot of them were trying to give me advice and they're like right well you need to do this and I just couldn't do it I I just mentally couldn't do a lot of this stuff so People get to a point when they stop giving you advice, then they start getting irritated with you because they can't keep listening to it and you watch you not taking action. I mean, they, a lot of them do care about you, but it just there becomes a point where people can't listen anymore. Or oh, well, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. If you end up being an energy drain to somebody else, I don't think that's very fair. But obviously, you need people in your corner as well. So I can see it from both. Angles. Unfortunately, uh, a friend of mine. We don't talk about anything heavy anymore because then she gets upset. I get upset, and it's just it's just an issue. But that's that's fine. We've sort of come to that agreement, and then so what other avenue do you have? <laughs> and I I just fell into. Ah, and went right we'll put it in that direction then but no other direction to put it in and then it sort of turns into a drive as it were and I'm going through sort of like a grief as well on top of it so I'm having to sort of drag myself through this grief and all these BPD symptoms and diagnosis and sort of trying to live with myself and trying to deal with this grief as well is just very, very, very complicated, and a lot's gone on in the past six months because I was sort of stagnating, to be honest with you, for years, and a lot has altered in these, in this really, really short space of time. And obviously, COVID and everything else made it a thousand times harder. And I'll be honest with you, the situation itself probably wouldn't occurred, it wouldn't have occurred if it wasn't for COVID. So that's, that's another one. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Something really bad needed to happen for this art to be produced, but the really bad thing really didn't need to happen. So it's, it's a bit of a catch-22. I always say it always, always makes me laugh. I've got a, a ship tattooed here, like with a Kraken. And then I've got uh, Tom and Lucy's Lucifer, tattooed here and it's between the devil and the deep blue sea and I was like that's actually quite poetic for my brain because it's constantly fighting with itself
0: yeah definitely see what you mean there I've been I've definitely been in like the same type of boat because like a lot of the stuff you see here like regards to like the podcasting stuff all of this came about like I was just telling someone about this the other day all this came about because I was in a really bad depression earlier this year and I feel really happy doing all this, but I also recognize that none of this would be happening if I wasn't feeling as low as I felt so many months ago. And I, to this day, I still don't really know how to like come to grips with that. Like it's, it's, it's a good thing for me on a personal level, but it's also like there's like still a lot of bad going on in the world. But if the bad in the world and the bad in my life didn't happen, I would not have had all this goodness. So it's it's very tough to like deal with. So I definitely get what you're coming from there.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like you have to pick one.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, okay, well, before was okay, and then there was this horrible thing that happened. It's like, well, which which made you happier? Mm. Which sort of complicates it somewhat.
0: I st- I'm still not sure if I found my answers, like, as far as, like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's it's ebbs and flows, I guess. I change my mind different days, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And you mentioned earlier that you were kind of having a difficult time this year. First, I just want to know, like, are you okay? Like right now, like mentally, emotionally, just are you? How are you feeling?
1: At the moment, I'm I'm alright. But again, like you say, you you're on ebbs and flows, aren't you, with it? So I think I think it just. It, depends what's going on when I wake up if I'm totally honest with you (laughs) just just wake up and see what mood I'm in yeah it's gonna be one of those days is it I just you just keep figuring it out don't you that's that's about all you've got
0: yeah just you have to go with the the moment I suppose like there are days there are good days and there are bad days even for me and I've learned that for me personally, at least, and you may have a different perspective on this, but it's very much like you have to cherish the good stuff, at least like cherish when you're feeling OK or all right or just fly out good. Just really, if nothing else, like I try to appreciate and just if I feel happy, I'm going to find what do whatever I can to make me even more happy. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I completely get that. Do a do a lot of that with music. To be honest with you, Spotify playlists like ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I think there's 48 of them or something. And they're all ridiculously diverse. Like, oh no.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Music, music has been such like a good outlet during this time. At least like for me personally, I don't know how I would have got through most of this year without just decompressing with music here and there like music is sounds like cliche but it's for the soul you know like music yeah. is just like a great outlet to just calm down when you need to and just coast on like better emotions to feel better about things
1: yeah i know i ended up but at one point sort of watching certain music videos and analyzing the <laughs> I'd got to sort of that stage of listening to music. So, like, right, I can't always use a Spotify, so I'll just put YouTube on, and then I'd end up, like, sitting there watching certain ones and figuring out certain things within them. Some of them are nonsense, aren't they? I mean, it's it's obvious some of them are quite cool or, you know, whatever. I think I en- ended up finding This Is America at one point. I was like, how deep is this? And obviously I was, I'm making art at that point and I'm thinking there's a lot of metaphor in this and I'm clocking every single one. I know what he's doing, I know why he's doing it and I know how how subtle he's made it. So that sort of leaks into mine to an extent because I was going, right, well, I've got bits of my story that I can sort of hide within it and I know what it means. And certain other people might know what it means. But other than that, it just looks like complete nonsense.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's where a lot of the best art comes from, and just seeing your art. Like, it's very, like I said, it's expressionist. Like, in a lot of ways, it's interpretive. Like, even if I don't know exactly what you meant to have the artwork represent, like, I think the cool thing about art is that you could try to decipher meaning, like equate your own perspective into an artwork and then just start analysing it from there. I think art's really cool in that regard. And your art in particular is just really cool and really fascinating in that regard. And I'm glad that you were able to just use art during this time as like an outlet to just get your emotions, get your feelings out like that. I think that's really powerful.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, like the amount of people that recently, they've, they've been calling me brave and I don't understand it. I'm like, why? I'm just doing things and saying things. I don't know. I don't I don't really know what you mean by brave. Because I end up with the sort of the idea and then you manage to sort of pull it together somehow. But a lot of mine are very like, ah, right, I'll just, instead of me sort of sitting, planning them out and organising them, they just sort of come to me and it's like, right, in, immediately I need to draw this before i lose it or i need to write this before i lose it think about it actually i think i've been like that since i was about 15 just that just whatever it is just turns up in my head but upsettingly the more i think about it i think i've been like doing projects since i was maybe about 10 and never actually finished one so i'm 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 pretty determined at this point i mean like i'm nearly 30 so i'm like right i need to i've I've been aiming at doing something at some point, and it's always been around the art sector it's always been something around there and I've always studied it i've always liked it I've always liked every every single branch i mean like I know prop makers i know resin artists I know painters i know yeah I know like a, a lot of people in a lot of different sort of art industries and I'm sort of sitting in the middle of it all thinking well I can do it and then a lot of people are seeing my work and going well actually that's a niche because it doesn't really look like anybody else's which is what I always got tied with I always had people saying that to me it's like whatever I was aiming at was always a niche of some description (laughs) But I know niche artists do tend to do quite well, to an extent, anyway. I know I've, I've always liked certain ones that were sort of underdogs, as it were.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Like, niches are really, like, interesting in that regard. Like, niches are, is like a unique type of word, I guess. But I always felt like that just, that just highlighted, that was just another word to explain, like, very unique artists. And The more unique, I think, the more expressive the art is, the more the work kind of means more, if that makes sense. Like people connect with it just because it can mean so many things or it can touch people in so many ways. And it's just that thing about art, I guess. Like it's, it's, I think it's just cool that way. And uh, I've also just, I've noticed that you take on just a lot of things. Like you said, you're an artist, you're writer you're a digital illustrator so like you're you do a whole lot of things so i'm kind of curious like how come you pick up so many things
1: i have no idea how i've managed this (laughs) to be totally honest with you uh i think it's just because a lot of them are linked to each other to a certain extent there are a lot of things you can apply from one one to the other and Certain things I did always tend to pick up quite quickly. I was doing photography in high school and ended up doing it for a little bit in college as well, but I was making films and things like that from being a kid, like maybe when I was about 13 and stuff like that, but I was managing to edit them. And you're talking, what, 2007? you talk, yeah... You're talking quite a while back, we were messing around. And we, we had Bebo then, there was no Facebook, there was no, well, some people had MySpace, the cool people had MySpace, the weirdos had Bebo, <laughs> which is fine, <laughs> but it meant that there was obviously, there was the MySpace coders, MySpace kids had to know how to code. Bebo kids didn't. They had a trick. Photoshop. <laughs> so you'd be editing Google pictures together and all sorts, and then you'd get your friends asking you to make them some, and it had all have to match together, and it'd have to be the exact right format, or it, the computer wouldn't accept it. Unlike you know, Twitter, oh, you can sort of move it up and down. No, Bebo had to be exact measurements. <laughs> so it was... It was just a nightmare and obviously the more you did you get in, I used to hang around um, a big glass museum in the centre of Manchester called Urbis and that's where all the little goth kids used to hang around and there was little, they were all in different sectors, you'd have your skaters, you'd have your moshers, you'd have your sort of goth ones and your little punk ones and you, you know, sort of nerdy weirdos, yeah, hello, I was one of those ones. It used to sort of flip between them and then you get sort of the scene kids as well and they were like the preps of the goth world. But the more sort of connections that you made like that and the more there was sort of a hierarchy with it and then you'd end up making more and more friends that way and then obviously it's, can you make me a Bebo background? (laughs) Back in the days of making like the really rubbishy little youtube videos with your friends you all just messing around in the woods and stuff like that.
0: but yeah I think you're definitely on something there like like I'm another one who like takes on so many projects that was like the podcasting I do photography modeling even did a little bit of acting and filmmaking like way too much way too much stuff I can even list and like I never really understood why I did so much I guess but I think you're on something there was just like everything is kind of connected in a weird way like certain I guess niches and hobbies and passions all kind of like intersect and before you know it you're thinking like oh I'm going to do a little bit of directing Then let me see if I can do a little bit of acting now let me do a little bit of modeling and then photography and before you know it you're just picking up things after things after things and it's I always thought that was just super cool because it for one you have you get to express yourself through so many different passions and another thing is that like you just get to meet so many people from so many different communities just from picking up all these passions and that's really the key there just meeting new people getting into new communities that's that's really the cool thing just meeting me new friends and stuff
1: yeah yeah, definitely. I think I ended up on quite a serious Zoom meeting before with um, a few people from a, a particular festival, and that was that was an entire fluke that I was done through my college. I ended up chasing sort of a Twitter lead, and then ended up on this Zoom call with these people that but I'd heard of them already. So I'm like, sat there going, oh this is great. (laughs) Um, One of the men in particular is actually the guest speaker of my course. So when my course ends, sort of he's guest speaker. So I'm like, right, well, I I should probably know him and shouldn't I? And thought, well, that's, that's probably a good idea. There's no point. Like a lot of, a lot of people sort of don't want to network or can't for whatever reason. And, thankfully my entire life even though I've had anxiety and when I was a kid I used to call it advanced stage fright from me being five years old I used to call it advanced stage fright because I didn't know what anxiety was (laughs) strange (laughs) it's all I love that it's brilliant and I've always been able to talk you get me to a certain point and it's like it's like oh my god Kate just shut up but when I'm not comfortable I'm silent I'm just or oh, like there's something going on in my head I'm just completely silent so you can you can sort of swing wildly between the two of those so it, it gets it does get a bit odd but thankfully it's always meant that I'm good at networking with people because I'll just say things. I mean, sometimes it backfires. Sometimes it's like, you you know, you end up with this overconfidence and then because you've got anxiety, you're trying to be funny. Never try to be funny. (laughs) It always backfires. Like you cannot ever, ever try to be funny. It just, it either comes out or it doesn't. I'm all right (laughs) most of the time until I'm incredibly stressed out and I'm thinking, oh no, everybody in this room's looking at me and I'm being silent and then I try and be funny. And it's usually me putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I've learned I've learned this lesson now, thankfully, but other than that, like I managed to sort of speak to you through my art on Twitter, because obviously the internet makes things like that a lot easier especially you know you've you've got screen in front of you which can be both a good and a bad thing obviously people can use it for nefarious purposes but for anxiety it's actually quite good because it means you can actually speak to someone that otherwise you might not phone or you're not going to some people aren't going to walk up to someone in the street and try and talk to them some people just are not that confident (laughs) or even at networking events and things like that a lot of the time you've just got to know people Whereas because I've always had this sort of chew your ear off quality, I've always managed to sort of put myself forward quite easily. I've always been the first one putting my hand up in classes when I knew things and stuff like that. Whereas you'll sit there with your coffee mug for 45 minutes and not, you know, go and wash it or whatever because everyone's going to look at you walking across the room. So (laughs) it's just a really really bizarre head i mean um, i don't i don't even know if it's a good or a bad thing but i actually got the nickname jackal and Ide at one point so like there were there were really really good parts of my personality and then really really bad ones and they're constantly fighting with each other and then you get the sort of maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't call it psychosis i don't want to give myself something that I don't have. But you end up with sort of like two, two or three versions of your own inner model or goals always talking to one another and they're always arguing. It's not really like the angel and the devil on the shoulders because obviously there's a central one. And I think Red Dwarf ended up covering it to an extent, you know, like the TV series. there's was your confidence and your paranoia. But I think there's a central one, or well, it definitely in my head, there's a central one that sits there that's basically rational. But the rational one's just always telling the other two to shut up. <laughs> it's not of a great deal of use. So it's these two bickering, one over the top of the other one, and then rational just gets tired. They're like, right, no, just shut up. And that's that's what I used to get for sort of years. And you end up with something like that and then that starts knocking your sleeping pattern off you knock your sleeping pattern off you knock basically your entire life off especially if you you know you're like you need to go to work and you need to be places at specific times and you need to be doing things at specific times and you just end up so drained that you don't end up getting any of it done and then you get the sort of bouts of add where you're getting a thousand things done at once and you keep getting distracted and you're like running all over the house and then the second you sit down from sort of an add outburst like that you get the exact the executive dysfunction where you just don't move and you're like i've still got all them things that i need to do but i'm sitting on the floor why was it and then 45 minutes has passed and it's not always just for chores or anything like that. I was going to make a coffee once and I literally sat on the floor for 25 minutes before I got up and did it. It's like the old, you know, like when you get out of the bath and you sit on the bed in the towel before you go in somewhere, you just you just sit there. It's very, well, it's, it's very similar to that. But I think people get that a lot more than probably gets talked about if i'm honest with you i think a lot of people do get executive dysfunction a lot
0: yeah i've had that happen to me like every now and again it still continues to happen how do you how do you deal with that when that happens to like push yourself to be more active if you can
1: it doesn't always work annoyingly uh well i just i try and focus on like what actually needs doing and try and Make myself do it. It can be quite difficult, to be totally honest with you. But other than that, stupid as it sounds, I've ended up reading like horoscopes and things that tell me that I need to kick myself up the backside. Like you'll you'll do it. You'll get there eventually. And I'm going yes. I'm agreeing with you. The way. The way my sort of brain works with spirituality and religion and things like that is actually incredibly complicated because I'm also an existentialist. So I have a religion, but I'm an existentialist. So it, they, they don't sort of line up. It's like I believe this, but on the same hand, I know it's rubbish. So horoscopes are probably more me manifesting that energy as opposed to somebody predicting the future for me. So me reading that, I'm like, I agree with you, I can do this. So then you go off and do it. But I agree, so obviously that that wouldn't necessarily work for everybody. And, you know, I don't want to go down the whole, you've got depression, do some yoga and things like that because it it, it doesn't work not not in that sense anyway because obviously it, it exercise does help you but I'd never say obviously it's not a cure or and, and you're having depression you've got no drive you haven't got the drive to build yourself up to get to that stage where you can keep building yourself up through exercise you've got a sort of get yourself onto a platform before you can start doing things like that because other than that it's not going to work because obviously depression all those sort of deep horrible bits of depression you know like not combing your hair for five days and having to untangle it all and stuff like that and then like not washing your pots for like a week and still looking at them and going I need to do those and then getting stressed out that you've not done them then feeling like a failure because you've not done them which leads to you're still not doing them and it sort of tends to snowball in in that side I think it I think it makes it sort of quite mentally complicated to pull yourself out of
0: yeah I'd agree with that like it's like you say like it's different things work for different people like some people can pull themselves out of a funk or depression with yoga others can't other people can try meditation or even arts others can't but i'm glad that you were able to kind of pull yourself out of it with just through your art because i think your art is really it shows the signs of someone who's really talented and it's very what's the word Uh, i guess invoking i I hope I'm using the right word there but like it it evokes something I think like it votes, like really cool really interesting analytical emotions and stuff like that and I'm very happy to hear that you're like doing everything in your power to like get this book and these drawings just bring them to like give it a platform like you're doing stuff with the UK Arts Council right
1: Yes, okay. at, at the moment we've just—I've um, got to apply for funding through them mm-hmm. because the way my course runs, they sort of put us through the art council. Uh, so that's that's what I'm chasing at the minute. It's just it's pay, paperwork and pitches and all the all the serious stuff. And I mean, we have got the art book, but it's actually going to be a short film as well because they told me to do a project for my course. And I was like, right, well, all I've got are these sketches. And I'm like, well, is this going to be right for the arts council? Also, we can't do um, exhibitions at the minute. I'm like, well, other than that, it's just a digital exhibition, and they're on about us, you know, like earning money and everything else. I'm like, I can't really do that with a digital exhibition. I don't think it's going to work, and I don't think it's going to come across the right way. And I always wanted to do a book, so I'm like, right, you know what? I'll just put the whole thing in a book and publish the whole thing that way. And I'm like, but I don't think the Arts Council are going to just go for that on their own. I need, I probably need something else. I probably do need something digital as well. I'm like, I'm going to minute, I'm a bloody filmmaker. <laughs> I'm going to second. I'm like, right, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take parts of the sketches and translate those into a short film and storyboard that separately because obviously the sketches were being done long before i came up with the idea and i'd sort of dropped doing the art book for a little bit and i sort of thought right well i'm just gonna have to do this sort of film and then i'm like no 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 i need all of the sketches so because there's like 70 80 pages of it i'm having to nitpick it down and I'm just adding more and more and more jobs for myself and making it more and more complicated for myself, if I'm honest with you. I keep stacking plates upon plates. I'm like, uh, are these going to fall on me or what? So at, at the minute, it's it's not too bad. As soon as so if, if we get the funding through, it'll be recorded quite quickly because I already know sort of what I'm doing. And that's that's going to be really, really exciting. That's like my entire dream. I ended up... I didn't, I didn't realise sort of what you could apply for or what you could do. And they said to us what the minimum amount was and the maximum amount per tier. And I was like, I, I can do a drone shot. I know someone with a drone. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I can pay other people to do things. I don't have to try and do all of this on a phone by myself and then I'm like I'm gonna admit because obviously it's the art sector so I know artists and I know people that work in filmmaking and I'm, I know people in props and one of the shots actually that um my brother's a filmmaker as well and he ended up he made me laugh he films like um short sort of spoken word poems and sort of edits that he's he's brilliant to be honest he ended up asking me sort of what my shots were and he was asking me to storyboard it off the top of my head when we went in a, we went to starbucks we're like right go tell me your shots i'm like i can't do that i'm just i've literally just got out of college just let me sit and write it down just let me figure this out and i ended up saying water to him and I'm like, right, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to use water in it, because there's a lot of water in the drawings and there's a lot of water references, so I'm gonna have to do something like that. And I'm like, Well, they were talking about risk assessments, right? Well, obviously on that logic we're gonna need a lifeguard. And I went, No a lifeguard. My brother just looks at me and he's like, It's the same guy as the props guy, isn't it? You're so boring because you always say the same guy. Every single time. It's like I've got a guy for that. Like, yeah, it's always this one guy.
0: That's really funny. And uh, but yeah, like uh what you're doing is super cool and I really hope you get the funding. Is there anything that like people listening to this can like help you get the funding or like donate anything?
1: Um, I've got things like I've got Cash App and I've got Kofi and I have got a Patreon, but I I don't, I don't really know how I'm best doing it at the moment. I mean, it'd be, it'd be really, really helpful to raise that money because um, if, I, if I can get part of it, the Arts Council are more likely to fund the rest of it. And obviously I'm running it through certain mental health charities. I've, I'm speaking to a lot of them because obviously I've, I've got BPD and a lot of the subject matter is mental health related because it's projecting and i think the when the book's published and goes on sale it's going to be about 15 pounds uk which for like it's 80 pages of art so i was like that's not too bad is it people sell prints for i was like thinking they're like please but I've, I've had people say no that's that's not actually too bad but if i get some pre-orders of that it can actually go into production a lot quicker than waiting on sort of what the arts council are doing so that that would be incredible if I could get it funded before I have to go and pitch it to the arts council or to like any any further places I need to pitch it to so yeah that that would be incredible but <laughs> we'll see Here's <laughs> open
0: he was hoping but I believe it. Like we're talking about manifesting things. I manifest like all this money to come your way, like fingers crossed. <laughs> uh what's your name of your uh Kofi and your Cash App and your Patreon for people listening?
1: Uh it's either Aurora underscore Manchester or it'll be Kitty Aurora. I think my my cash app's Kitty Aurora.
0: Okay hey um and uh, for anyone listening i also try my best to put a few links in the description so you can just pop over to the description just click a thing and send money however it is i've never <laughs> used cap up ca- cash app so i don't know how the cash app process works but i'm sure someone does someone's going to be kind enough to give you their money like we
1: start over the book next time like yay <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully next time I can have you on and you're flashing your book, telling people to <laughs> buy the book now.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, we've been here for a while and I've really loved us talking, but like I usually I try to keep these short for like 45 ish minutes. So we're kind of approaching that time now. Before we go out, is there anything that you want to tell us news as far as either just your project or any advice you want to give anybody?
1: I think shift your focal point. Because me, I mean, I do get upset, I do you know, my head's my head's not brilliant. But I'm doing this in the middle of it all as well. So if I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say it's it's easy. I'm really not gonna sit there and tell everybody that it's just easy to, you know, ignore whatever you've got going on and just you know put that into creative or anything like that and also give it a try anything it doesn't matter if you're bad at it it does not i've i've been walking around for 27 years of my life singing i cannot sing i do not care i'm not going on the x factor i'm not expecting to make money from that i like doing it so even if you're bad at it it doesn't matter it really
0: does not matter. I I really like the sound of that. I definitely first off, I'm gonna have to co-sign that because like <laughs> yeah. like you say, you just gotta go with your flow, do how you feel. Don't worry about if you're bad. If you're happy doing it, it gets gets the feelings out. Then just yeah. go ahead do it. Again, I I thank you for coming on. But before we go, well,
1: thank you for having me.
0: Hey, anytime. Again, I'd love to have you on again if you like. But yeah. um before we go out, there is like one aspect of the podcast I always like to do, I always like to end on. I call it giving people their flowers where if we never speak again for every reason, then I at least tell my guests how and why I appreciate them. And I appreciate you first and foremost, just for reaching out in the way you did. I think, cause like you did like a like a treat reply, just saying, and that you just want to spread your message. I think that's super dope. I kind of wish more people would do that, just kind of put themselves out there. And I'm really glad you did, because the guys connected. And (laughs) speaking of Twitter, like, I also just love the fact that in just a short, brief time that we've gotten to know each other over on Twitter, you become like a huge supporter of me really fast. Like, you posted stuff about, I mean, retweeting and liking stuff about the, podcast about the platform the podcast that's under uplift united and i just really appreciate that the support just means a lot to me just you take the fact you take time out of your busy schedule and just retweet, comment like something I, i think that's super cool and i hope that as time goes on i can support you in the same way you support me if not more and i thank you so much for the support and i thank you for coming on this podcast i think you also i think you're just super talented with art and you you it seems like you're doing it for the actual genuine good intentions and i hope people see that and they also support you so again thank you for putting all this artwork out in the world and thank you for being you and being on the podcast i really appreciate it
1: thank you so much